rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is now 8.01 a.m. You're listening to Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. The first. I don't care if they call it. You know what? Let me stop. Let me stop. Because that was kind of, can you scratch that up, DJ? Because that was the, that was the pre-mic convo. That's what that was. But we have a special guest today. We have a person who was on the social justice committee meeting online just a day or two ago. We have a person who I consider a public servant, a person who works hard, she educates the public about what's going on in our community representing the 83rd district. And that trail of superlatives, it's not the word of the day, but the word of the day is coming up. That trail of superlatives can lead to only one person, and that is my friend and yours, Haley Edwards. Of Rep. Hernandez's office. How are you doing? I'm doing good today. I'm doing quite well, quite well. Um, so we've got some news for you guys today. We've got Grant stuff, Trunker Treats. Monica's going to give us some headlines and all that. Uh, oh, we got two Trunker Treats. But we're also going to chat it up with you and, um, you know, let, let you tell us and the listeners how things are out there. So to start off with, I said your name, but let us know a little bit about you and who you are. Okay, so my name is Haley. I am the Chief of Staff for State Rep Barbara Hernandez here in Aurora, the 83rd District. Um, I have been working with her for the last two years. I started off as an intern, and that's actually where I met my good friend Curtis here. That's right. Um, so I interned with her while I was getting my master's degree, um, just to see if I would like doing uh, government work, and I loved it, and I never left. I love being in the public service role a lot. Yep. Um, and one of the things that I'll say after you know working eight feet away from you, for some time is that you know your stuff you learned you got you know you 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 have solidified and really made your presence known um as a as a chief of staff and i know you do a lot you mm-hmm. work a lot i've seen the long hours um you know i'm leaving you're still there the you know like i said the virtual online meeting i know that background mm-hmm. you know you're in your office <laughs> it's like 7 p.m yeah. um so what is the um is it helping people or you know what is the full thing about it that you like yeah for me it's definitely helping people i've always felt like that was kind of my personal mission is i just always knew i want to help people and i want to make a big difference so i felt like throughout my time I was just kind of navigating how I wanted to do that 
And for a while, when I was in high school, um, I had mental health struggles and a psychologist really changed my life. And so at first, that's how I thought I wanted to help people. I was like, I wanna be a psychologist and do what this person did for me. So I went on to get my bachelor's in psychology, but by the end of graduating from that, I kind of realized I don't think I have the capacity to take on people's problems like I thought and help them. Um, so I kind of saw myself doing more like nonprofit management. So throughout my time in college, I spent every spring break on a different volunteer trip with a different nonprofit to just give back to the community. And that's when I really found like my sense of community and just how important it is to be connected with people who have the same values as you and who want to get to the same end goal, which is just to help other people. Right. So I ended up getting my master's degree in public administration with the intention to go into nonprofit management because I also felt like if I can help fulfill these needs in a community, then maybe people won't even have mental health issues to begin with. So I also kind of saw it as a little bit of a larger scale way to mm -hmm. help people. And then I started studying public administration and learned about public policy and government and I learned that the only reason nonprofits even exist is to fill the gaps between the public sector and the private sector and those people who fall through the cracks and don't get services and don't have access to what they need. So then I thought, okay, well, maybe I should get into the policy side of things right. and fix some of this stuff. And then maybe there won't even need to be a need for nonprofits in the first place. So. That's kind of where I started kind of dabbling in government. I honestly knew nothing about politics. I thought I would like never vote in my life because <laughs> I was like, this stuff just goes way over my head. And oh, so, how the tables have turned, right? <laughs> yes. And so I was telling my professor, uh, we had to do an internship. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I should do an internship with a nonprofit because I know I like that. Or if maybe I should go out of my comfort zone and try government. And he was like, I think you should go out of your comfort zone. And he actually referred me to Representative Hernandez's office because okay. she was going to school for the same thing I was at Aurora University. So he was like, you know, you should reach out to Barbara Hernandez. Um, she might have some good leads of like internship opportunities. So I emailed her office and got back like a description to intern with her office, which I was not expecting. So I right. was like, oh my gosh. You were thinking just in other places to intern. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. And then it all happened really fast from there. I I applied within like a week. I had an interview and got accepted. And I was so eager to start that I was like, okay, I'll start in like four days. So I took the weekend and then started that next week. And then from there, I pretty much never left. I feel like I really found my place of like, how I feel like I can help people. My issue was always trying to narrow down what area of people I wanted to help. Even when I was set on nonprofit management, people would be like, what type of nonprofit? You know, do you want to help with like human trafficking or animals or like, what is it that mm -hmm. you want to fix? And I was so overwhelmed trying to choose because I want to help everything. Like I can't choose one area because I because there's so like, much that needs help. Yes, exactly. So I feel like this job is perfect for me because you do get to help with every single area. People call us for unemployment help, for rental assistance, all types of things like food stamps. We often have to refer them to like Congressman Foster's office mm -hmm. or like the different, you know, levels of government, but it's still just 
me knowing where to tell people to go and how to get them help is just so important to me because I feel like I had a lot of problem navigating stuff throughout my life. So my goal is to just like be the resource for other people so other people don't have the same struggles and hardships trying to navigate. And you're able to do see that's the thing like it's to know it right Mm -hmm. that's the thing Uh, to to your point you know this is about you but like I remember when like I was when I was sitting in that office I was thinking to myself like holy cow like the ability to actually really help yes like if I call if I call (laughs) them right now in Springfield they answering Mm mm-hmm like it's you can really help people you yeah. really can um so uh the, the office is at 540 west galena mm-hmm. um and uh it's it's really local and everything what is the 83rd district for those who are unfamiliar how how big is it um it's almost all of king county okay so king county does fall in um four different uh towns but for the most part, it's all of King County, um, east side, west side, and okay. then a little bit of North Aurora. But okay. that could be changing here soon. All right, that's right. What they call redistricting? Yes. Yeah, see? Y'all don't think we knew them real terms, <laughs> did you? We do know those terms. That's right. All right, so um, we uh, we got some news, and then we're going to get back to our discussion here with our dear friend Haley. Good morning, Alyssa Ocone, Bianca Camargo, Maria Charito, Victoria Hila Maldonado, Anna Sierra, Jennifer Ryan, Mayton. Oh, look at y'all. Everybody's here. Aisha Saxon, <laughs> Casildo Casey Cuevas. Good morning to everybody. All right, the time is, what time is the time? 8, 10 a.m. All right, so I got some culture stock news, and then we're going to, uh, the Monica's going to take us through a couple more topics. But uh, culture stock, a not-for-profit community arts organization based in Aurora, won that $25,000 grant from State Farm that we let you guys know about uh, to you know vote for them, and uh, they got it. How about that? State Farm's Neighborhood Assist Program will be on hand with culture stock officials at 11.30 a.m. Saturday the 23rd to present the award at uh, El Jardin Public Garden Claim in Union Streets. The public is welcome to attend. Culture Stock will hold an event after the presentation that includes live art, activities for children, and appetizers. Another community organization, Concrete Rose Studios, will hold an event at the same place and time. How about that? Also, the... uh, well-known think mural from uh, back in the day in Aurora that used to be on uh, this it was like Juarez Supermercado I think was used to occupy that space it burned down and that's why there's a garden there now but the mural that was on that store will be um, uh, recreated and represented as well on the 23rd that's very cool Monica has the link for that which she will put in the chat momentarily and 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 Monica don't we have other news we do. Oh snap! Oh snap! We don't have a dun 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 button, but we uh, we got things. Maybe we need one. Well, we do. We do. Thank you very much, host. Get up on that. <laughs> this Wednesday, wine and books at McCarty Mills from five to seven. Today is Thursday, so that happened yesterday. It's all good. Makes it up for you, though. See. <laughs> all right. Get- it wouldn't be like Awesome. Get ready for Trunk or Treat. Our friends of Wesley United Methodist Church are holding this great celebration on Sunday, October 24th from 1230 to 230 p.m. 
This will take place in the church parking lot at 14 North May Street. Volunteers will decorate vehicle trunks to dispense treats and trinkets. A prize will be awarded to the best decorated trunk. Save the date and come out for some fun. Saturday, October 30th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. There will be a great and spooky Halloween party taking place at McCarty Mills, 140 South River Street. Food by Chef Alton, Cupcakes by Anna's Custom Treats, Best Costume Contest, and a book launch by our friends Victoria Jaila, Maldonado, and Dizelasi. Dizelasi, yeah. that's what's up. Come on out and support our local friends. October 15th, which is a Friday, will be a great night. Our friends of Mutual Ground will be hosting their black and white ball from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. at Hotel Arista, located at 2139 City Gate Lane in Naperville. Mutual Ground supports everyone. Because it's a black and white ball, all participants must wear black and white or shades of black and white or silver. The, to, purchase link, uh, to purchase tickets, um, the link will be provided in our chat. That sounds absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much, Monica. Hit the claps. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Monica doing that news. That's right. That is right. Okay, so um, what has been happening that you can uh, detail for us um, downstate and activities? Anything that uh, Rep. Hernandez has been doing and pushing out there for the people that uh, folks in Aurora should know about? Um, the legislators are going back to Springfield next week okay. for the last two weeks of October for veto session. Okay. So there will be a lot of different items on the table. Um, we're not exactly sure what's going to come up, but we're definitely expecting um, repeal PNA to probably come up. Um, stuff about the redistricting and mm -hmm. the remap to finalize that. Um, potentially a criminal justice reform trailer bill. So um, just a few things to be on the lookout for. Nothing's for certain yet, mm -hmm. um, but I would definitely tune into some of those committee hearings next week and the week after to kind of get a feel of what's going on. Um, they're going to be doing a lot this veto session since um, everyone will be petitioning for re-election come winter spring time here right. soon. So oh boy, it will be very interesting. They'll be doing a lot of work in a short amount of time. Man, it's gonna be uh, the heat is the heat is coming. Yes, it's gonna be cold, but the heat is definitely coming. Um, so I saw that uh, Rep. Hernandez was recently appointed to the Public Safety and Gun Violence Task Force. Yes. Um, let us know. I mean, it sounds self-explanatory, of course. But let us know how big of an you know an achievement um, that is. Definitely a huge achievement. She was appointed by Speaker of the House um, Emmanuel Chris Welch, so um, that in itself is really great that you know he felt like she should be on that committee. Um, but their their whole goal is to kind of just analyze what they can do for public safety and just to make. Our community safer. Um, I know Aurora has been kind of on people's radar since the Pratt shooting, so um, I think it's really great that Rep. Hernandez is involved in that. Right, um, and I think that, and you know, as to your point though, uh, it's on the radar. We don't like to see an increase in crime and everything because I, I do believe that Aurora and Aurorans feel like we're in that renaissance of coming back and finally mm -hmm. loosening the uh, 
previous years of violence that plagued the city and everything like that. Yeah. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how tough is it to get laws made and passed? Oh, honestly, <laughs> it depends on the law. So I feel like some of them have made it through pretty easy. Uh, the ones that have like bipartisan support, um, usually everyone's on board and they're like, okay. Um, but it is pretty hard. I would say it's, it's a little hard to scale, but if even if like Rep Hernandez got something passed through the, through the House, mm-hmm. then they have to get it passed through the Senate to even get it onto the governor's desk. So even, like passing the House is still a huge achievement, but there's still so many more steps that it needs to go right. through before it can actually become law. I remember, uh, you know, like first day, day one, week one, like you don't know what HB or SB means. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like a month later, I'm like, yeah, that's HB 131. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, we're going to do that in a veto session. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. You <laughs> like, catch on really yeah, quick. <laughs> you do. You do. Um, one of the things that's a monster, uh, you're, you're adept in it though, is uh, Ilja. Mm-hmm. So, it is true that people can actually look and see what's going on. You can see who's voting for something or uh, what's it called? Witness slips, I, I believe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You can believe who's saying some. You can see who's saying something about a particular issue. But boy, is it hard to navigate. It is. It's it is very uh, hard. Even for uh, myself, I still have trouble navigating it. So it's it's not user friendly. The website is very outdated and old-fashioned um, we actually we were telling people that they should file witness slips if they wanted to express support for bills and we kept getting back like how do you do that right like uh, I typed in and <laughs> yeah so I was like trying to type these long tutorials to people and explain everything and people still just weren't getting it finally Erica actually made a really great tutorial video that's on Rep Hernandez's website that we refer people to now and it walks you through the exact process of how you can file a witness list. That's correct. It's on the YouTube channel yes. of Rep Hernandez's office and it's literally titled how to file a witness slip. Yes. Yeah, because people needed to know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it is absolutely ridiculous. Um, okay, so if you are just joining us, you see something a little bit different now in here. I know you guys see this. We switched it up a little bit. New, you know, same digs, just a new thing. Uh, but uh, we got more to come. Our fan mail and different things are what we are putting up here. Uh, we have people who draw as well, and uh, they send us stuff. So yeah, you know, if you uh, have things, you can send it to us via email, goodmorningaurorail at gmail.com, or you can mail it to us here at 5 East Downer Place, Sweet Tea. Wow, it feels good to tell people that we got a mailing address. Oh my <laughs> gosh, how about that? Yeah. Okay, um, so we got a little bit of news to talk about as well. Um, let's see here. I want to give people, we're going to tell people about the money, $26 million from West Aurora. Um, So if you guys are not familiar, uh, West Aurora is going to be receiving $26 million in improvements. Um, And I will tell you guys about that here momentarily. And Monica also has that um, link. Let's read it together. Okay, and if you guys are watching and listening in, as you should be, we'd like to thank all of our listeners, subscribers, and viewers, uh, in addition to the Rep Hernandez YouTube channel, which is awesome. <laughs> also, subscribe to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily podcast. Can we get a clap for the our awesome channel? 
good stuff. All right. Uh, so, Monica, go ahead and put that in the chat for the people. West Aurora seeking $26 million in improvements. Um, the Dr. Jeff Craig says that the improvements are very much needed. And I feel like they just got, didn't they just have improvements happen recently? It was like back in March. Didn't they get $3 million back in March? Hmm. Not that I know of, but I could be wrong. Okay. Because this is the first time I'm hearing about the $26 million. This is There's a lot of information. There's a lot of monies that have been passed around through the, it's the CARES Act, right? Mm -hmm. Is that the CARES Act, which is part of the American Rescue Plan? Mm -hmm. That's how it works? The government's problematic. It, it's, yeah. it's tough to figure out where the money, who's giving the money to who yeah. kind of thing. Um, all right. And also, we got news about the fireworks, you guys. Uh, I told you guys to be ready for the fireworks and how they were going to change your life. Um, and if you did not listen to me, get ready to go to jail for setting <laughs> off illegal uh, fireworks. Okay. So let's read this. I was pulling it up, you guys. That's what took me a while. Thank you to the Beacon. Shouts out. All right. Um, so the city council approved amendments to the city code to put more bang in the enforcement of legal fireworks violations. Yesterday, or excuse me, Tuesday night came after months of study by city staff as to what could be done to cut down on fireworks violations throughout the city. Mayor Irvin, as well as aldermen, were concerned after what seemed to be an uptick in violations. Uh, now listen to this. Enforcement of fireworks incidents was once the sole province of the Aurora Fire Department, then moved over to the police department. Listen, under the new rules, not only can those departments enforce the law, but so can any code enforcement officer, so-called quality of life inspectors, quote, at City Hall. Since any enforcement officer can write a citation, City officials are hoping that will add eyes and ears looking for problems. Did you catch that? Quality of life officer. Did you catch that? Did, did that sound ambiguous to you? That's the word of the day, ambiguous. Did that sound ambiguous? Let's read it together again. <laughs> <laughs> Under the new rules, not only can those departments enforce the law, but so can any code enforcement officer, so-called quality of life inspector at City Hall. So that's the police department, the fire department, and quality of life inspector. Since any enforcement officer can write a citation, city officials are hoping that will add eyes and ears looking for problems. The time is 8.23 a.m. Uh, can you put that in the link? in the chat form thank you very much uh read that you guys and see what you guys think under the new rules the administrative hearing officer would have the power to levy a fine of between 250 to 1000 dollars depending on such things as what fireworks were used where they were used and how often offenders have been using fireworks quote if you light it we'll write it <laughs> That's the slogan. That's the City Hall slogan. That's in the article. You can read it. You can read it yourself. Hey, you can read it yourself. If you light it, they will write it. What do you guys think about that? Let us know in the chat. The time is 8.24 a.m. What do you think about that? 
don't know. I've never heard of a quality of life officer. So Do y'all have any enforcement over that? Can <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to be a veto session? <laughs> I don't think that's in our jurisdiction. <laughs> right. But yeah, quality of life officer. Yeah. Man, that's that's a... Uh, I'd like to know who all that... That's a hell of a job. Y'all hiring? What is... <laughs> I'm here to check your quality of life. I would be thinking that it would be making the quality of life better. Not that I don't think that... We talked about it. It gets excessive. It gets excessive. Mm -hmm. Y'all blowing off M1000s in October. They're still going on in my neighborhood. I still hear them at night. Oh, my God. Y'all still blowing off fireworks? I wouldn't call the police. Yeah. But but it is excessive. It is. It, it really is. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I don't know. But anyway, um, let's get back to our discussion. So when you do the social justice meetings, how do you guys source who's going to be the next uh, speaker? The last one was the Shriver Poverty Law Center. Mm -hmm. The one before that was Cabrini Green legal aid fascinating discussions by the way yes um how does that work you guys meet them do they send you information or requests yeah that's a great question so when i started this role like a year ago now um i pretty much just had to like think of either a topic or somebody that i felt like would have a lot of insight on social justice issues so for the first few months i kind of just had to like randomly pick people or groups um, Jamie Mosser actually was one of my first picks um, because she had just won King County State's attorney at the time. Um, so I kind of tried to pick like people local, but after um, when January came around and the legislators were in Springfield, we had a lot of meetings with different organizations about like their legislative agendas and what they wanted us to support. So we met a lot of these organizations just through having meetings with them and they wanted to talk about bills that they supported and that they wanted Rep. Hernandez to support. And then from there, we would extend the offer like, hey, you know, we have like our monthly social justice meetings. I think this would be great to bring to our group. Would you be interested? So from there, we just kind of started forming a list. So all year, I've just had this like huge long list of everybody who wants to participate in each month. I just go to the next person on the list and just say, hey, you know, it's your turn. Let's pick a date. So, it's been great, actually. They have been. They have been. You can learn a lot. I've learned a lot tuning into them. Mm -hmm. Y'all got the, the the only place with better interviews than Good Morning Aurora is <laughs> definitely <laughs> you guys. Yes. Um, like, Curtis, what do you tune into? <laughs> hey, man, social justice committee meetings. Yeah. Um, I have uh, one of the things that does interest me with just local government and its activities and its duties and things like that. And, you know, these will be these will be my words. I, I just kind of want to get your opinion, how you feel about it. Isn't it almost paradoxical that the power to make change, right, power to actually get it from bad to good is there. It's in the people's hands. Mm -hmm. But it is so convoluted yeah it is so i mean the hoops to jump through mm -hmm. the it's crazy yeah it's, it's crazy hard to actually get involved and feel like you do have a voice that wasn't a question i i know it was kind of like an emotion but like you you know like you're sitting there you're reading it 
It says that shall allow or shall not allow this, but yet when the bag is shaken up and the dice are thrown, it comes out looking completely. I remember one thing that I learned in Rep Hernandez's office, which has since stayed with me. I will never, it, it, it was like, it was like a penny dropped moment in my head. And it was like the, the issue of gun control and violence, things like that, um, and getting things done with gun control. Because you, you, you think that we as Democrats, or I'll say we, those are my words, not anybody else's, uh, are just going to be 100% for gun restrictions and anything like that. And no matter what, we got to get right. But not if you represent a constituency in the middle of Illinois, way down there close to Miss, uh, the Missouri, mm-hmm. or hunting. And various things. I mean, who doesn't want to go skeet shooting? Mm-hmm. So you could not. Because you wouldn't be representing your constituency. And, yeah. and it, it, it really highlights the beauty of the whole situation. And, and, you know, and again, these are my words. It highlights the beauty of the situation. It also highlights the need to forge bonds with people and learn and that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Things, sure, things can happen with the stroke of a pen, but they happen a lot better if everybody's writing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so, how what's it like for you building constant? Uh, um, hold on, no, not me. Hold on, I got that word consensus. Um, what's it like building consensus with people who are on the opposite side of the thought process? It's very challenging and very hard. Um, we actually did have someone call about like gun control recently and the Pratt shooting. We had sent out um, like a legislative updates flyer to everyone's houses to just let them know of a few initiatives that the representative helped pass. And one of them was like gun safety measures. And it talked about the Pratt shooting mm-hmm. on there and like the reason we needed it. And we did get some pretty negative feedback um, calls to the office just about that in general and people ask very challenging questions that I often feel like I don't know how to answer because mm-hmm. I don't want to speak for the representative. Sure. So a lot of the times I just say like okay I'll pass this along and I try not to really say much because mm-hmm. I don't want to like either trigger them more or give them the wrong impression that whatever I say is like exactly what the representative feels. Right. So it's really hard because I feel like there's almost a disconnect sometimes where like I'm by no means an expert on anything that people call about and I have to go on the ILGA website just like everyone else <laughs> yeah. and like read and like research myself <laughs> and just like you know interpret yeah. that and so that's what I always tell people too is you know I don't have any more information really than you do um, so it's it's very difficult it's very difficult well you guys do a, a good job I uh, I I became a fan you know, the minute I walked into that office, I, you know, because you guys are really like, that is a hard job. Yes. There's work being done in that office. That's the crazy thing, you know, like, so for those who don't know, Hale and I actually like know each other. This isn't just an interview <laughs> right now. This is this is hanging out. This, yes. this is what this is. Yes, right. See, we can do that. We can do that. And Monica, you as well. Yep. Cheers from a distance. <laughs> um, I remember... When I walked in there and sat down 
And I remember thinking like, because, you know, I've never been in the, you know, government side work, right? So I remember thinking to myself, you have this idea of like government, it's bit, I remember like, wow, from here is where all this like, mm-hmm. they all shaking the earth from here? Yeah. Like, that's where all this noise is coming from. You know what I'm saying? Like, positive. You know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, blown away by that. Yeah. I was like, yo, the world is being shook. Aurora, the state of Illinois is being shook to the core from here. Yep. I was like, yo, this is, it was some of the most motivating days I ever had. That was some energy. Like, that was some, we're kicking ass in that office. Yes. All right. (laughs) Um, So, real quick, I want to say, I want to say good morning, Casildo Casey Cuevas. Thank you very much. Um, So, I'm gonna. Can you take us to the drone shot real quick, por favor? I want to say thank you to Casildo real quick. I didn't know that you were on watching that yesterday. If you're a fellow Rotarian, then shouts out to you. I had an emotional day yesterday. I had to give what's called a classification. I'm a proud member of the Rotary Club. And I had to give what's called a classification yesterday. Classification is basically where you tell like your life story. And I hadn't like ever done that. Not only that, but I had to like dig up things. Mm. Like, you know, baby pictures and like you know, Aww. I used to be in, uh, uh, you know, I was, I went to Catholic school when I was younger. I was a really good student and all that. Um, but I had to like dig up things. And it was an excruciating process, I have to tell you. Because I tried for so long to like get away from shit. Mm-hmm. And I did it so well that when I had to look at it again to put together this slideshow, I damn near didn't recognize it. And it was a gut-wrenching experience. But like most gut-wrenching experiences, took a whole day. Mm -hmm. I feel a lot better now. So Casildo, thank you very much. Uh, I really appreciate it. All right, the time is now 8.34 a.m. Monica, would you hit us with some more news, por favor? The City of Aurora is offering a free home internet security course, helpful and designed to protect all citizens from malicious activity. Aurora's Information Technology Department is collaborating with Know Before. This is the world's largest internet security awareness training platform. There are eight lessons. To access the platform, click the link that will be shared in our chat, and then I'll also be providing the password. This Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., canvas with the Office of State Representative Hernandez and Planned Parenthood Illinois action. Volunteers are needed, and this, is, and this will be a great way to make an impact in our community and meet the public. To RSVP, call 630-270-1848. Fall Festival is happening Saturday, October 23rd from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Come see what services are available to Kane County residents. Tons of organizations will be there, such as the Neighbor Project, Jen Ingram, Ingram Art, World Relief, Family Focus, and Alive Aurora. 
sponsored by the Fox Valley Park District, State Senator Linda Holmes, and State Representative Barbara Hernandez. Save the date. This event is free and open to the public. Another great trunk or treat is coming up on October 22nd from 3.30 to 5 p.m. at Freeman Elementary School. There will be activities on school grounds, come dressed in a costume if you choose, and all students must be with an adult. Check that out. Um, check that out. More spooky fun. Save the day and come out for a great time. All right, all right. And actually, I found that news. I'm sorry, you guys. You know how it is sometimes when you're like on your phone and a text comes through or something, you accidentally hit it, and then it takes you away from what you were doing? So I got that news I was going to give you about the uh, school board. Excuse me. I didn't give you the details the first time. Details. The details. Um, $26 million in, propo in proposed infrastructure and building projects, including the construction of a maintenance and storage facility, as well as work at a number of schools and the stadium at West Aurora High School. The projects are being examined um, for between summer 2022 and summer 2024. Um, and that's according to school board documents. So. The stadium work proposed will cost about $1.3 million and include improvements to the track, concessions, and fencing at the site, as well as an upgrade to the turf there. $1.3 million for concessions? I better not see no nachos with the with the cream. No, uh-uh. I better not see no popcorn? $1.3 million? Come on, man. I want to see. I want to see arroz con gandulas out there. Y'all better. You know, I want it looking good out there. I want real food. Yeah. No, I'm just playing. Um, the proposed maintenance and storage facility would be off Deer Path Road south of Hergett Middle School and cost about uh, $4.3 million. All right. And uh, Monica put the link to that in the chat for you guys already. The time's 8.38 a.m. Okay. Um, so next, we got a new speaker of the house, Chris Emmanuel Chris Welch. Mm -hmm. uh, he's doing a great job. Yes. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's doing a lot of great things. Um, I didn't really get to see much under um, Mike Madigan, I feel like, because mm -hmm. that's still when I was kind of like easing my way in and trying to learn things. Um, but I've also noticed a huge difference just like from their ages. Mm -hmm. You know, the new speaker actually has like a social media presence. And right. He posts on like Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook, and he's constantly keeping the people updated on what he's doing. They actually just had um, a job fair at the state capitol. I saw that. Which I thought was just like an amazing opportunity because- That's what you're supposed yes, to be, right. Yes, you're supposed to like reach out to the community and give everyone a chance to participate exactly. in their democracy. So um, from what I've seen so far, I think he's doing a lot of great work. Right. Um, what you mentioned too, uh, though, as well, about uh, presence that is very important mm -hmm. having a presence is very important um and social media we live in it we're in a different age now yeah you know it's all different everything is completely different um one of the problems with government is that it doesn't look representative yes. and it's always in the dark and everything like that which is kind of sad because it definitely should not Uh, go ahead, hit it with the drone shot. Thank you kindly. All right. Um, so, oh, you can, oh, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. Monica's going to get her learn on, ladies and gentlemen. 
We appreciate you so much. All right. See, that's the kind of show that we are, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we got it going on like that. We got, we got interns changing the world. We've got guests changing the world, and uh, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do my part as well, you guys. All right. The time is 8:40 a.m. Look at that. Look at that. Okay. Um, so what's what's coming up? What's coming up next with the office? We mentioned the uh, canvassing this weekend, mm -hmm. but that. Sunday, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. Uh, what's up after that? What else we got? Um, after that, we have. Um, I think Monica mentioned our fall festival resource fair coming up. So we partnered with um, State Senator Linda Holmes and the Fox Valley Park District. Um, we're going to host this at the Prisco Community Center. We have almost thirty different organizations and nonprofits, local to King County and Aurora, um, just to be there and let people know what kind of services and different ways they can help. So okay. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be great. All right. Yeah. Um, and you guys, that's that's nothing new for the office, though. Prisco Center is, has had, is hosted a lot of her, uh, Rep Hernandez activities. Yes. They are super great about supporting us. We just um, had a job fair there a couple months ago. So, and actually two years ago now, we had another resource fair over mm -hmm. there too. So yep. this is the first one we've been able to do since COVID. Uh, which was which was pivoting to my next question. Um, what's the, you know, how, how, how did that happen? I mean, well, we know how it happened, but what was that like? Um, so we were having different conversations with different um, local organizations. Um, we met with Open Door and, um, the Illinois Community Health Partners, um, CHP, something along those lines. They're in the same building um, here in Aurora, and they just felt like they needed help reaching out to the Latino community, and they felt like they just wanted to get their services out and known to people better. And then a few days after that, we had a conversation with the Aurora Food Pantry, and they were kind of saying the same thing. So that's kind of where the idea of the fall festival came about because we were like, okay, we're hearing that, you know, our organizations need help with outreach and want to make their presence known in the community better. Mm -hmm. So why don't we bring them all together and invite the community to come meet these organizations and get connected with them. So that's kind of where the idea came from. And then from there, it really just took off. Right. Um, what's Springfield like? It is a lot of fun. It's very exciting. <laughs> um, that's where all the action happens. Um, the legislative part is my favorite part of the job, um, watching the whole process of just coming up with an idea for legislation, sending it to tech review and having them actually write the language. They send it back to you and say, you know, does this look like what you were trying to get at? And then you file the bill. Just the whole process is so exciting. And then to go to Springfield and actually like be able to see the people, because I follow like all of the state legislators on social media mm -hmm. and keep up with all of their work. So I know all about what everyone's doing. And it's really cool to be able to go to Springfield and then meet those people who I feel like are doing such great work. And it's so exciting. There's so many people. And I love it because I feel like those are my people like we're all on the same wave we all want the mm -hmm. same things like motivated to help people so i just feel very like at home <laughs> when i go there yeah i like the new direction 
I mean, I'll call it the new direction that politics seems to be taking. I feel that way because, like, you know, I'm fortunate to know people like you, uh, people like Rep. Hernandez, and it seems like a new day. One of the problems I think that it's that has persisted in politics is that it's so old. You know what I'm saying? It ain't nothing fun about Mitch McConnell. You know, like yeah. who wants to hang out with that guy? You know, and it's but you see people who look like you. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's one thing I'm noticing too. Um, when I first started this role, um, I felt very out of place at times because right. I was one of the youngest. Mm-hmm. Like, staffers in my position and I'd sit in on meetings with everyone and they're like my parents age or older right and I just felt like they were like what does this kid know you know yeah. like they so, think he'd get in the coffee or something like that no yeah. no nah, nah, bro <laughs> exactly. I get called an intern all the time still people right. are like oh you're her intern and I'm like no I'm you read the card you see chief of staff you can read yeah <laughs> yes but I have been noticing um that a lot of younger people are starting to come in and move into staff roles and stuff like that. So it's very exciting to see. Right, nice. All right, you guys, the time is 8.45 a.m. We're having a uh, a great discussion now. Dun, 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 dun. I'm gonna be the guy giving you the news. So get ready. All right, here we go. I got some things to tell you about. All right, and I know that you guys hear that, see? Old school with the news. Uh, if you want to get your learn on with your family and kids and look no further than a constituent museum card, how about that? Uh, that's presented by the Office of State Representative Barbara Hernandez and it's free through October and will get you exclusive access to the Art Institute of Chicago and uh, the Lincoln Park Zoo. The card can be used for groups of up to four people. For more information, give their office a call 620-270-1848. Let them know you heard about it on Good Morning uh aurora now also i got something else to tell you about dancing you guys know the thriller dance michael jackson thriller because this is thriller <laughs> where you you're the zombie uh culture stock and simply destiny are hosting learn the thriller dance Ooh. that's going to be october 20th or the 27th two dates from 6 to 8 p.m Free workshop recommended for ages 10 and up. Adults are welcome. The full dance will be taught on each date. Attend just one or both dates if you want more practice. Simply Destiny is located at 122 West Downer Place. Now, let me tell you something about Simply Destiny. They're friends of ours. Shout out to Martin Luna and Denise Ellsbury. Um, Liza Oliva, who I understand is also a member of the board or with the organization. I've never met her, but I do like to shout her out as well. Um, great stuff they got going on. Also, critical race theory, what it is and what it isn't. Informational panel discussion Wednesday, October 27th at 6.30 p.m. You can join in on Facebook Live. Uh, this was sent to me, so I will post this. It's a flyer. Uh, this is presented in partnership with the AAUW. Uh, Dr. Vincent Gaddis, who we've interviewed last year, was a friend of my mom and a professor at Benedictine University is going to be there speaking. Alderman Sherman Jenkins will be the moderator and Dr. Jessica Haybach will be a panelist. Wonderful stuff. Also this weekend on the 16th, something else new. Oh wait, you know what? Before I get there, this qualifies. And you know what time it is, y'all. This is Breaking News. You gotta get that sound effect for it and get, you know, real MSNBC about it. 
Dora Sanchez Soto is here, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning to you, Dora. Shout out to McCarty Mills. Diversity in politics. That's word up. All right. Daughters of Destiny Entertainment presenting a free giveaway this Saturday. Uh, this is going to be at the Midwest Bank parking lot, 2 South Broadway, and it'll be from 1 to 3 p.m. Several organizations will be there. YWCA, APS Training Academy, VNA Healthcare, and the Neighbor Project are going to be there. Uh, so swing on by. Once again, that's the Midwest Bank parking lot, 2 South Broadway, which is the intersection of Galena and Broadway, right around the corner in that parking lot. It's in between Neighbor Project and the bank, uh, basically. And then the last thing I got to tell you guys about, Fire Safety Fundraiser, Friends of Ours, Strawberries Barbecue, the Aurora Regional Fire Museum, and Dave Coy on the music. Whew. Fire Safety Fundraiser is going to be uh, this Friday tomorrow, 5 to 8 p.m. at Brother Chimp Brewing in North Aurora. So if you are in North Aurora, shout out to our listeners and fans, subscribers up there in North Aurora. We see you. Uh, be out there. Be there or be square. The time is 8.49. Damn, where does the time go? You know, right? Where does the time go? All right, we are back. We are back. Um, so we know what's coming up with Rep Hernandez's office. What's on the horizon for Haley? Um, you know, I'm not really sure. I'm kind of going through a transition period right now. I actually just moved into Rep Hernandez's district. Um, I was previously living in Montgomery in Keith Wheeler's district. Okay. Um, I did listen to his interview too. It was yeah, great. shouts out to Keith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's my man. That's my boy. Yes. I, we like Keith Wheeler. Yes, shouts out. We do. We do. Yeah. So that's very exciting. Um, I just got two little kittens. So I saw. That's Congratulations. Been great. Um, but other than that, I've just been really focused on work. Um, I know we were talking earlier about me being the only staff member for Rep Hernandez. Right. So it takes up, it occupies most of my mind, <laughs> right. my job, and just different ways to reach out to the community. Even like when I'm not trying to think about work, just different ideas will pop into my head. Um, it is a passion for me to help people, so I feel like it really does take up like all of my time just thinking about like my role in the community and how I can just be a better resource and how our office in general can just help people more and reach out to people and make sure they know that we're here for them. What does Aurora need that it does not have? That's hard to say. I feel like we definitely need a better way to reach out to the Latino community. That seems to be the common thing is um, everyone seems to struggle getting the Latino community to show up um, and just informing them about things that are going on. So that's kind of been something that I've really been trying to hone in on in the office of how can we reach out to this population better. I'm not a Spanish speaker myself. So that can be a huge hindrance for me sometimes. But luckily, we have a few great Spanish-speaking interns right now. So I've been having them translate all of our event flyers now and all of our social media posts so that things aren't just in English like right. they previously have been. Um, we would translate stuff here and there, but I've tried to be more consistent now about having as much as we possibly can translated. Leslie's still in there? She is not. She went back to school. She goes to the University of Springfield. Okay. So shout out to her. She was Yeah, great. shout out to Leslie. Yeah, she was cool. Yes. She was cool. We had some great interns in there. We did. Um, okay, so we so that's that's about Aurora. 
let's let's take a let's use the remainder of time. Eight fifty two. My goodness gracious. Um, Dora says Aurora needs to include everyone in Spanish is a must. Yeah, it is. Yes. It is. You know, I I think that we'll come back to the state thing in a second. Um, it's you're right with the Latino community. I think a few communities. I remember when Barb did this. Uh, it was like a senior thing for cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. It was like a senior workshop to let them know about the dangers because seniors unfortunately are falling victim especially mm-hmm. when COVID to this online yeah my goodness seniors were getting bilked there was a New York Times article uh, I think that was March escapes me millions lots of money anyway getting people to come out mm-hmm. is a problem for a lot of different groups yeah. social media is helping a little bit but yeah. I don't know what we can do collectively to I know. It's also so hard with COVID too because yeah. everyone is hesitant and apprehensive to go to in person events. Um and then, you know, people are just worried about exposing themselves. We tried to do like a senior advisory committee a few months ago and we had like two people show up. So it was it's been really hard to get turnout our virtual events have been going great um like ever since we made the social justice meeting virtual attendance has really taken off but the in-person ones it's been a struggle even Mm. the job fair the turnout was not as high as i expected right um i try i try very much to let let it be known when you guys got things going on and get people out there because like you know it's the best it's it's the best information that you're gonna get Mm mm-hmm it's the best information you're going to get. I mean, yeah. if, if if the Office of State Representative Hernandez is telling you that Michael Freericks, the treasurer of the state of Illinois, is going to be at 1200 East Indian Trail between 5 and 7 p.m., that's not going to get any better for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's it. That's going to be you and him in the same room, bada bing, bada boom. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a question I had, though, is about the state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. So the last question was, how's, what does Aurora have? What does Aurora need that it does not have? State of Illinois, how does it look to you as a whole? Is it healthy? Is it not? How do you feel leadership is? I know we're here in the 83rd District. Mm-hmm. I'm asking a kind of a big question, but... I think financially, definitely, we've been in some trouble for a while. As far as the initiatives we've taken on as a state, I feel like um, we're doing a pretty good job in some areas. Um, We actually heard from a lobbyist who has been working in D.C. um, for like cannabis legalization that they're kind of modeling the federal bills based off of Illinois because apparently Illinois has some of the best written cannabis legislation compared to other states who have legalized it, which I had no idea. Yeah, so, you wouldn't think that. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting <laughs> to hear, like, wow, we're, we were an example for something. And then same thing with, like, um, abortion issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right now, like, with Texas and everything going on, Illinois is taking the opposite approach. We passed the Reproductive Health Care Act a few years ago to make sure that, you know, abortion was a right for people to have. And even now, legislators have taking it upon themselves. I think it, actually, I don't want to say a name because I can't remember who it was, Mm -hmm. but one of the representatives filed like a Texas act and it essentially 
was the opposite of what Texas was saying, where they would put a bounty on somebody who helped somebody get an abortion. Right. Um, Illinois wants to put a bounty on anybody who, like, sexually assaults a woman and causes an unwanted pregnancy or, you know, does anything to contribute to an unwanted pregnancy. So I really appreciate that we are taking such strong stances on that, too. Um, And then with the criminal justice reform, too, I feel like we've been kind of I don't want to say we're a leader in that, but we've been the first state to do a few different things related to criminal justice reform, and I really appreciate that the Black Caucus has been so focused on that, too, and that the other legislators have, for the most part, taken them pretty seriously in wanting to get stuff passed. So overall, I feel like with the biggest things like I personally am interested in and care about, I think we're, we're heading on the right track. Yeah, Illinois was the first state to make it illegal for police to lie to minors. Mm -hmm. In interrogations, yes. Now, if that sounds, that sounds pretty bad to you, I hope it does. Yeah. Think about that. It's troubling that we had to legislate that. The time is now 8.57 a.m. Okay, um, so let us do this because I want to, we're going to say hi to a few people. Now, we typically uh, do this all throughout, but I haven't sat down with you and we haven't chopped it up in a long time. Because mm-hmm. at one point in time, we used to chop it up every day. Yes. And by chop it up, we would be like <laughs> chopping and like, look at this. Yes. Um, so I do want to say a good morning and I want to also shout out a friend of the show, Bianca Camargo. Um, she's got coffee and conversation coming up Saturday the 16th, and she will be at Society 57, Judge. Is that it? I think she'll be at Society 57. Let me give you the times. So once again, I have that. That is not paper news. That's a flyer that I have. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, the 16th, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., Society 57, 100 South River Street. Come and meet your first Latina Kane County Circuit Court judge. Uh, awesome stuff. Good thing. Good. Glad to see that. Also, uh, for the love of Frida, that's the first Friday in November, November 5th. Uh, solo art show, Josue Pais, Charlie's Creamery. Um, go there. Check that out. He's a friend of the show. Harry Beast Dog Parlor. Um, good stuff. And don't forget, last but not least, Sugar Skull City. Celebrate Day of the Dead in Aurora, October 15th, going to November 7th. Shout out to Marissa Amoni and uh, downtown Aurora. Word up. All right. Did we forget anything before we, uh, before we wrap it up? I don't think so. I don't think we did either. Come on, we don't forget nothing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we, right we stay ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Um, well, I guess since we didn't forget anything, I'm just going to take it upon myself to tell you guys about the world's greatest networking event. Did y'all know about that? What's happening on November 7th, which is the first Sunday in November? Noticias y Mimosas Part 3. 24 North Broadway, Tavern on Broadway. Good Morning Aurora will be live interviewing uh, Tracy Duran. Okay. who is an author and Aurora historian. She will be detailing and showcasing various pieces of Aurora history to us. She will have some things to see. We'll have it set up in there. Four dollar mimosas. Ooh. 
Enough said you right said there. November 7th. <laughs> November 7th, yes. First Sunday, 24 North Broadway. Please come join us from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Uh, we will be talking to Tracy, showcasing things for you, and doing uh, the local news topics like we always do. And from noon to 1 p.m., we'll be networking. So come on out and have a good time with us on Sunday. Thank you very much to all of our listeners, fans, subscribers, and everybody who's been down with Good Morning Aurora since the very beginning. And um, subscribe to the show on YouTube, Spotify, Patreon, all that good stuff. And I told y'all stay tuned and y'all saw new stuff. I just told you stay tuned last week and you're about to see something on Saturday. <laughs> so stay tuned. Because the Second Largest City's first daily news podcast has so much more to come. Take care of yourself and each other. <laughs>